How's it going? I am superb. How are you doing? All right. It's been a hot minute since we've uh, had was, our, and been in front of the microphones. I was just going to make the same comment. I don't recall. It's been it's been a while since we recorded. It was what the the holidays, right? Was that the last time? It was we 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 got ahead. We did, and now we've got a little bit behind. But we're actually we only missed Monday, and today is Wednesday, so we're only a couple days behind from. A pretend release schedule. Yeah, uh, and compared to my other podcast, we're we're still really we're crushing it. <laughs> that that one we've gone like, gosh, it's been a month and a half since we recorded anything. And Who, who's your other podcast partner? Oh, um, that partner would definitely be do 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 Brandy. Oh, she's the one that doesn't like beer. I don't even really like beer that much. Yeah, she doesn't really like beer. It's weird. I've got some follow-up, but before we get to follow-up, why don't we talk about beer in honor of Brandy? Yeah, let's let's do that. We'll talk about her favorite subject that she doesn't doesn't really like. So what what are we what are we having? So we got a couple today? of things. So we'll, we'll start with this one. Okay. And then oh, shame on me, man. We have a fucking guest on our we show. We do. Look at us. We're just we're so caught up in the moment that we didn't. It's all about us. It is. We're egotistical. It's it's fine. Hey, but. Chris, thanks for joining us on this podcast episode. Glad to be here, Mark. Yeah, good. Sweet. Good deal. Sweet. We we gave we gave Chris the uh, the primer right before this on you know how to properly utilize his microphone. So hopefully, and, and, he and can. you might want to move your lips closer to that <laughs> microphone. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Closer is uh, closer is better. So, uh, so <laughs> our first several episodes, we we had the problem of. It's not really a problem. It's a first world. Problem. I was just going to say. I wouldn't say it was a problem. It's just we we wanted to diversify our uh, libations. When when we're not in the city of Covington, we have favorite breweries down in the Lexington area. We do. Country Boy Brewing, mm-hmm. West Six Brewing, mm-hmm. Ethereal Brewing. But up here, we've kind of got in a, a really good rut with Braxton Brewing because, yeah. like, we're between two Braxtons. We are quite literally between two Braxtons. See how yeah, I did that? Yeah, did. That's, that's awesome. So we kept promising we were going to drink something else, and um, I had an idea. So you and I really like the uh, Slangeria. We do. From yes. who? Um, that's from Rheingeist. It, exactly. Yeah. And and that got me thinking about another Rheingeist beer that I really like, that called Press Tart, and and we'll try that in sometime during the podcast. We will uh, circle back around and see what people think about that. But kind of a um, entry level beer to Press Tart, which mm-hmm. is a, a, a stronger, more sour beer. This is uh, Boulevard Brewing out of Kansas City. It's their jam band, Berry Ale. And I've been drinking this for years and years. In fact, those that follow the Craft Brew Geek on social media might have seen that uh, a while back on a Key West trip, I was on a deserted island with just jam band, my Craft Brew Geek uh, water container, and sand and blue water. I have seen this photo. Yeah. yeah. So that, I remember this. Yeah. So, so jam band kind of is a uh, breakfast beer maybe. Um, but I drink it, uh, now, fre- so, frequently to be clear, Mark, if you try really hard and you believe in yourself, any beer can be a breakfast beer. 
True, true. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree. But but sometimes you don't want to go uh, too sour, oh, yeah, too yeah. dark, no, I, I too something, yeah. too hoppy that early in the morning. You sometimes you got to ease into it. Level you out a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree so with that. the jam band I've been drinking for years. I don't remember how I came across it. Uh, I met a guy that uh, that is one of the big wheels at uh, Boulevard Brewing, the University of Kentucky. Twice now, has sponsored a craft brew event, craft beer event, as part of their college of writing. So I, I can't remember which part of which college, if it's in the English or if it's in journalism or where it's at. And they bring in people from the craft beer industry. I missed the first one. The second one was right after I retired for the first time. Retired uh, a couple okay. of yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so a guy from Boulevard, uh, I follow him on Untapped, Jeremy, something or another. Put it in the show notes. Yeah, or, or, we'll, we'll fix, or we'll fix it and edit. Yeah. Post edit. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's all that and, high uh, quality. Edit. That's what Chris is here for, right? He's going right. to be our edit guy. He's going to edit. Oh, it's going to be terrible. And so um, I met him, and I'd had two or three of their beers, uh, Tank 7 and some other things, a Saison, and 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 I stumbled across Jam Band, and uh, so I've been drinking it for years. And it's a year-round beer now. Before Mellow Mushroom went out up in uh, Lexington Green, mm-hmm. they had Jam Band on jam band on tap uh, oh, all the time permanently nice extra cool that's yeah extra cool. i mean as somebody who once he discovered that uh gypsies across the street from us here had slangria on draft i was going to gypsies like four days a week so they'd be like oh it's three dollar craft cans i'm like i'll take the slangria on draft <laughs> so so to me this is a uh, this is closer to slang sang, slangria then the press tart is going to okay, be. Okay, okay. I have not. Let's, let's do some sample here. Chris, what do you think about the beer? Very sweet. <clears throat> sweet, little tart. Yeah, it's not nearly as tart as I expected it to be. It smells very tart. Like, you, you kind of like, you know, your mouth like puckers up a little bit like when you smell it, but it's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's very smooth. It's not nearly as tart as I expected. And that smoothness is really kind of why I call it a breakfast beer. Sometimes early in the day, maybe you don't want to start with a lager. Oh, but, yeah. But this, is a, this is a nice flavor point. It is. It's, still, it's very fruity, like Chris said, kind of sweet still. Um, but you do get that little bit of tartness like on the finish for it. Yeah. No, I like it. it, it it's not... It's not one that you want to drink a bunch of. No, yeah, it's a, you have one and you're like that's really good and you know, I could see myself having another one tomorrow, but like I'm good right now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So, we'll circle back around but our other beer that that uh, we'll talk about uh, when we have time to sample it is from Rheingeist as well. We'll have all these in the show notes for those that care. Called Press Tart. Uh, this is a vintage Press Tart. Oh my. And, and, and that uh, I think this one has been in my refrigerator at least 18 months. Oh, my gosh. All so, right. So, but it's it's a Berliner. I've never had any beer that long. It just gets consumed. Well, it, it was in the back corner, man. Uh, what can I say? So I, well, you know, I, I imagine your refrigerator is very different than my refrigerator. I uh, actually have a beer refrigerator. 
Oh, oh, okay. A full-size beer refrigerator. I mean, to be completely honest, I do too. <laughs> but it's also your main refrigerator that it doesn't is. have any food I, in it. I just have to have a spot for like the bottle of half and half. Um, other than that, it's a it's a beer refrigerator. So, yeah. <laughs> Fucking millennials. <laughs> Eat out all the time. Uh, yeah, or, yeah. Or, the, the grocery stores where you go to buy like or call you know, for call for delivery. And, yeah, yeah. Dude, Uber Eats. Are Chris, we, are we represented in every generation, or at least three of them? Um, we probably are because the whole premise of this show is the same shade of difference: a boomer and a millennial. Actually, a millennial and a boomer. It turns out we have similar tastes and etc. So, so you're a I'm, I'm X. You're a Gen X. Yeah. Oh man! All right. Heck Great. yeah. So look at, look I, at us. I'm on the it, I'm on the I'm on the last wave of the boomers. So, all right, real time follow up. Um, we talked about, I believe, in episode zero or episode one, the fact that I was going to get a MacBook Pro, and I finally pulled the trigger. You finally did, and um, you know, before then. Because you wouldn't fucking do it. I had to upgrade my ass to Catalina. And uh, no amount of complaining and getting on your case made it happen. So I just bit the bullet over the holidays and did it. And you've had no problems or relatively no problems. Yeah. The literal only issue I have run into is there's one piece of software made by Cradle Point that currently does not yet support Catalina. Um, I had to run that. I did download the Windows version for my virtual machine. That that's been it though. I've, I've I was fine. All the homebrew stuff works. Yeah, uh, the the signing in Catalina where everything has to be signed. Um, a lot of the things you would get from homebrew instead of just being pre-compiled binaries, uh, it just compiles them now. So uh, installing some stuff can take a little bit longer, um, but I'm talking like a minute as opposed to 10 seconds. Like it's not a big deal, um, but it's all been fun. Yeah. I didn't notice anything different when I did some installs. So uh, um, this one's faster than my old one and I had right. kind of done the install on the Afonic stuff. Oh on, yeah, on the yeah, back yeah. end. So yeah. yeah. So you're you're and you're enjoying it so far. I am enjoying the hardware. Yeah. I'm uh, not sure about Catalina yet. As we we talked earlier today, I'm having some runaway processes that appear to be things Apple needs to fix. Uh, the mail client, mm-hmm. uh, and then a couple of services uh, will spin up. Uh, uh, Chris John was in my office this morning bright and early seven o'clock maybe a few minutes before seven amazingly because i was out until last call last night you know i'm a professional so aggressive (laughs) and uh, he goes is that your laptop and it was the the fan spinning up and i'm like yeah dude i'm just (laughs) i'm just over this i've researched it and i said i i I keep activity monitor it's pinned in my dock now because because I want to see the two or three things that the Google says, oh, that's probably what that is, and that's exactly what it is. So it's the dumpster fire of an email client from Apple. <laughs> the one that I just started using, yeah. Or a couple of, of, of service processes, and they seem to lose their mind. And they uh, Now, 
John and I aren't good at math, so it seems like 100% is the most of a processor you could use or the most of a bucket of water you could use is 100%. But this morning, my processor was running at 239% CPU usage. And that was just the one thing that was going batshit crazy, not everything else. When you added everything else, it might have been 347% or something like that. So interest, that's, we that's live in interesting times. It's how hard it was working, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so it, it comes and goes. Um, there doesn't seem to be ra- any rhyme or reason. I'm trying to pay attention to it. But uh, the hardware is terrific. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I get a little better battery life. You got uh, that escape key. I, physical I, escape key dude man i have an escape key That's and a, and a physical uh fingerprint uh mine key. mine mine has the physical fingerprint okay key. um i i'm just lacking my last key. one was integrated yeah ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the bigger screen is nicer i will say that you, you know we had that conversation i think uh i don't know if we had it on a podcast or not but we had the conversation about uh Screen resolution and how yes. Apple does theirs and scaled versus native mm-hmm. and and uh, the jury's out on that for me still in terms of of what direction I'm going to go. Right now, oh, it's right. set in the native and and at times some of the prints a little small. I've adjusted uh, the settings. I've adjusted the apps that allow you to do that and things like that. But uh, there still seem to be some some gotchas here or there yeah i I find um a lot of the like first party uh apps made by apple seem to hold up pretty well um but some of the like third party ones um the the scaling is just not it's not even scaling oh it's a good sound it's not even scaling it's just like their rendering of a 12 point font is like different than Apple's rendering of a 12 point font. If that makes any sense. Exactly. And and then it's like, I don't want to change the full scaling just for those. So I, I end up going in like, uh, you know, changing the apps just in or changing the, the zoom basically in just those apps and, and let it go, go to town. So, um, that's kind of fixed that problem for me on those couple, but, um, it's, it's been a fairly minor, thing i would say yeah but it's a terrific piece of hardware um if you see the back of it i, I got a skin to put i was on gonna it. say yeah you got a you got a skin so that you can like go really hard on the stickers and you know what i was gonna do i just need one i was gonna make your other podcast sticker the uh the first sticker i put on it i do uh, i got some in my bag so perfect yeah after this i can uh, i can hook you up so i'll need some that. stickers yeah. speaking of stickers and uh and chris if you haven't noticed uh jump in anytime you want to jump in but we just kind of talk about a stream of consciousness we have a we kind of have a guide and maybe we follow the guide maybe we don't we just like to talk it's not a yeah there's no hard rules here we're we're pretty laid back that's how we do things so sticker mu- sticker mule has a special right now. Their hot sauce. No, <laughs> their uh, holographic. Uh, oh, I got an email about this. Yeah. yeah so it's a holographic uh, three by three inch sticker for nineteen dollars for fifty of them. I'm like, dude, I need stickers. That's. I bet that's holographic sweet. would work. And so I loaded it up and I bought it and waited for them to send me the proof, and the proof looked like shit. 
Oh no, did it? So I canceled the. I uh, I was thinking about that because I know uh, Brandy and I are also low on stickers. We need some new ones, and I was like, "Oh, holographic could be cool," but I really feel like, given that my other podcast is the unusually pink podcast, I, I don't feel like the sticker has the same pizzazz if it's not pink. So, well, and and so it turns out it'll stay mostly the color it is. Oh, and it just throws some stuff on it. So you might want to try it okay. just to see because you can do like I did and cancel the order. Right, right. Mine's mostly yellow, and there wasn't enough. Uh, there wasn't enough change in the color, so it made my sticker almost look like it was a mistake sticker instead of, instead of a holographic. Oh, yeah, sticker. yeah. That's yeah. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll I'll run ours through there and see how so, it looks. Worth, yeah. worth taking a look at and yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we, we need some as well. So so I've poured for uh, us the uh, press tart yeah, for, from uh, Ryan Geist. And you should think this is completely different than the last one, but they are the same shade of oh. difference. <laughs> so uh, this is a winner in Chris's Whoa. book, I think I would say. Oh. <laughs> wow. That has got me right here in the product. <laughs> Hey, hey, Chris. Hey. Mouth on microphone. <laughs> M- move it towards your mouth like you know. If it's any closer. <laughs> no, the, the, problem, the problem is not like how it was right there. It's that like when you move around or like turn, you got to, you got to, you know. You got to project you got, they got right ar- into it. Articulated arms there. Yeah, we're, we're so a professional. You, you want to move my Yeah, move yeah, exactly. You can, you, you can move your thing. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we are a very professional setup here. Did the did the soundproof this is my foam first, this is my on the walls this is my not? Yeah. Did the soundproofing yeah, not tip you off? Soundproof, to this? No, I soundproof saw that. that is, this is obviously a studio worth noting. Great. Oh, just, you did yeah, it again. I did it again. I know. It's, wow, it's that habit. is it's a tough habit. That is tart. Yeah, it gets you. It does. Wow, that's it's it's not it's not to the threshold where I'm like I wouldn't drink this though. It's not like the, uh, what was the one you got for Brandy and I for an episode that we were just like, we cannot, it, it we was, cannot handle this. It was a sour or a Berliner from Braxton a, Labs. Yeah, yeah. And I and, can, and, and it was over the top. I, it was insane. Yeah. No, 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 it wasn't. No, it wasn't it a was, Labs one. It was, it was the Blackberry it was West one Six, from right? West Six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's really good. The, the Moro? Oh. The Moro? No, 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 no. This oh. this was a special release sour that was like really sour. If you uh, go back and listen to all their episodes, I bet you can find it. Um, or to make it even faster, not that I don't want the free uh, listens. If you look at our show notes, I know we got a picture of it that's in the episode notes yeah. that we did. Um, it was an early episode. It was so pretty early like on. Three, four, five, something like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely around the time when... Uh, really like beer. Brandy didn't really like beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How so, long do you think uh, she's going to be our, our friend? Well, she didn't respond to any of our uh, texts <laughs> today, so uh, she may not still yeah, actually be, be our friend. Might be a little... Although, in fairness, patch that up she did text me directly this weekend and asked me uh, to choose between one of two breweries that she was going to go drink at. She told me how outstanding the one was that I picked, and she told you at one o'clock in the morning when she couldn't type 
that she must have had a good time. Yeah, I got some really, I got some good, uh, they were like quintessentially brandy texts um, that she just, there's like one word that she couldn't type. I don't recall what it was off the top of my head. And I got like five messages in a row, each with the word spelled wrong, or it was a different word that got auto-completed <laughs> to. Like every single time, there was like four different words um, before she finally like, yeah, it was cherries. Cherries was the word. She was telling me about how many Luxardo cherries she had eaten. And it was like, but five times. And it was like churries, carries, like just <laughs> all kinds of different, different words. And then the last text was like, cherries, 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 cherries. She finally nailed it. But no, and I was, I was a little surprised to hear about that because, like, I don't even really like beer that much. So, yeah, like, so I, I was a little surprised. Out she of would the blue, go. I get <laughs> asking which brewery to go to, and she doesn't like beer. Yeah, it's wild. Maybe maybe her friend that she was with likes beer. Could have been. Yeah, could so, have been. Place for them to hang out. Yep. So um, so we should get started. Our episode uh, theme this time is reading is fundamental. I'd like to to you seem to like that title. I'd like to take credit for that. But actually, long before you were probably uh, born, that actually was a theme on Saturday morning. Uh, between the cartoons. It was a, uh, yeah, I don't recall that. There was actually, when I was in elementary school, there was a, uh, like a program called Reading is Fundamental where you would get like free books, basically. Yeah, this, uh, there used to be uh, a segment called Conjunction Junction, What's Your Function? I've heard uh, the song. I've yeah. never seen it like <sighs> it's, it's, myself though. That wasn't like a video or something I, on I the get, internet or a parody. I get drunk and play that one for myself in my head yeah it's super <laughs> so i'll have to find that and we can put it in the show notes there you but, go uh, reading you is go. fundamental so so i know you you and i both love to uh consume content in a number of ways and one of those ways is is reading and we both read long form stuff we might talk in another episode about things like rss and how we consume like some web content but yeah, yeah we're, we're thinking like Mostly like books for this books. episode. It's kind Absolutely. of the, yeah, the, the, the theme. So uh, I don't know where we want to start. Where's where's your go-to place? If you you want a book that's not a traditional dead tree kind of book, and I know you and I have talked, we both kind of still buy those occasionally, kind of support authors we like yeah, or, yeah. or stores that, that we like yeah i'm i'm almost exclusively if i'm gonna buy a dead tree book these days it's it's got to be like i'm at some kind of cool local bookstore that sort of thing um i, I don't know if you're actually aware mark but uh, i recently moved did you um, move to, you moved to, yeah i moved are you to closer to work here. now yeah so that my commute is like you know seven ish minutes i wasn't sure if you were aware that that's what my commute had changed to so so since this is an audio podcast nobody <laughs> can see me flipping you off because i have an hour and five minute commute and you have a seven minute commute and for the record he's flipping me off with both hands at the same time which is pretty good absolutely but, uh i i offloaded the majority of my dead tree books like most were gone i just didn't want to move that much paper basically so what'd you, what'd you do with them uh i donated them yeah so i i was just like i basically i went through and i picked out like the cream of the crop i had four full-size bookshelves that were mostly full 
Uh, and then I had a like half bookshelf in the bedroom that was also full. I only moved the half bookshelf and I didn't bring any more books than would fit on that. So um, definitely downsized on the books, uh, physical books. And for the past few years, though, I've been mostly buying everything as as an ebook. Um, to answer your original question, though, Mark, it, it kind of it depends on a couple of things. Um, one, it depends on the type of book. Um, if I'm going to do like a technical book, like a book on networking or like a book on programming, I want to learn how to write code in Rust or something like that. Like I'm going to go to a particular area. If I'm looking for just more like either informative book or like a fiction book, like a novel, something like that. Um, I'm kind of, I'm actually in between sources right now because my go-to for that was Google Play Books, um, which worked great on my Android phone and my Chromebooks. But given the existential crisis I've been having over the past uh, like month and a half, um, I now no longer have an Android phone, nor do I have Chromebooks. So I'm like, why would I continue to buy eBooks through Google Play Books? I should start looking elsewhere. So I do have a handful of books. Um, I, Kindle was my go-to when I like hit the wall and was like, I'm going to get rid of this phone. I don't want to keep going to Google Play. Um, but I need to check out Apple Books now, given that you know I have an iPhone. So dumpster um, fire. So that that would not be the recommendation from you then. You got some experience there. No, so so I still so so you know there'll be discounts and deals and things and and Google Play books don't have the best um, back catalog, but but they have enough interesting stuff that honestly, there's an app that'll work on your phone, and I still I I look for deals and I'll I'll use Google mm-hmm. Play books. Um, I have bought a handful of books on Apple Books. Apple can't decide what the name of their solution is. Is it iBooks? Is it is it embedded as part of iTunes? Right. And and now it's Apple Books. Um, I don't know if that's going to stick and for how long it'll stick. I do have both audio and and uh, electronic books in my Apple devices, but I. As a as a full time Apple fanboy, I probably have acquired more of those from Google Play than I have from Apple's book infrastructure. Okay, um, I do have most of my electronic books that you read with your eyes uh, <laughs> right. uh, in the in the Kindle store. So, okay, so okay. most most of that is Kindle related, but it seems like there are always discounts and bargains and ways to get credits in Google. And even as an iOS user for all these many years, I've continued to take advantage of those and I've bought books in, in magazines because of that. Yeah. That's, that's good to know. I've, um, the, the heartburn I get that makes me, even hearing you say that makes me not want to continue using Google books is that the web reader blows, right? It's, terrible the, the app i've really liked on android i've not tried it on ios yet um 
you know, it's pretty nice. You can really change like the font size and the contrast and the colors and night mode and blue light filtering and the whole nine yards to make it like a really nice, non eye strainy kind of process. But th- the web page is terrible. It's like reading Wikipedia with bad fonts, basically, is, is what it amounts to. So that's that's why I've been kind of like focusing on Kindle, knowing that I was moving kind of away from Google's ecosystem anyway. And, and Kindle's more portable. I mean, you can, yeah, you can use it on yeah. an Amazon device and on iOS and Google devices and on the web. And, and yeah, so. that's that's the uh, like their web reader was was pretty solid at least the last time I used it. So I'm like, that'll be a lot more useful for me. But that's good to know. Um, I'll probably not look too much at Apple Books then. But um, to your point i often did the same thing with google and i need to start doing it on amazon too i don't know like how often it crops up for them where i would just wish list a whole bunch of books and then periodically if i was like oh i want to read something but like there's not i'm not like set i want to read this particular thing just like hop into the wish list and be like what's on sale you know and just kind of like scroll through and be like oh this one's on sale right now sweet i'll go ahead and buy that one and get that and that's exactly what i do so on all the services I have a wish list and I manage that wish list. I add stuff. Some stuff has been on there for years and I've never bought uh, or never used a credit for, depending on which service it is. Right. But it's there, and if I get if I get the itch, um, I, I'll, I'll uh, I don't have this on our show notes, but but uh, a couple of my favorite books that uh, I've read in the past uh, couple of years, uh, Neil Neil Part. So uh, Neil uh, passed away from. Um, uh, a three-year battle with brain cancer. Neil was the drummer for the band Rush. And uh, on top of that, he was kind of a uh, modern-day philosopher. He was a uh, bicyclist that turned to motorcycles at some point in his rock and roll career, and he used that as an escape to get away. And, and uh I found uh, a couple of his books really compelling and interesting. And uh, there's another one that I haven't bought that, that he's written that's in a couple of my wish list. And, uh, and so at some point I'll probably go in, in one of those places uh, and, and grab it. It'll be on sale or, or I'll be in that mood and, and just want to grab it. But right. I, I think that those, those wish lists kind of help you uh, – focus uh, as opposed to just going into one of the stores and saying I'm out of books I want to read yeah and being all over the place trying yeah, to find trying something. to trying to like trying to scroll aimlessly through you know 90 good billion books and figure out which one am I gonna read today yeah just kind of having that like repertoire built up is, is is pretty nice so yeah I need to go ahead and do that on the Kindle side now the nice part was because they're creepy um, Google did have a pretty decent profile on what I like to read uh, so a lot of their recommendations were usually pretty good and um, I know I would periodically check their store for books just because I would randomly log in and be like hey get five dollars off if you spend over five dollars on a book and I'm like okay sweet and see, that doesn't work for me. Jenny and I, I, I own the Kindle account and I own the Audible account that we'll talk about later. Uh-huh. And, and we have completely different taste in books. And so I get all these recommendations. I'm like, why the fuck would I want to read? 
it's it was uh, it's it's like Netflix before they came up with like the the profiles, right? Yep, so absolutely, you'd be sitting there, and I'd be like, why on earth would it? recommend ah like my girlfriend was watching this or whatever and just yeah really mixes it all up so when you read kindle are you reading it mostly on the phone you're reading it on the web uh mostly on the phone but occasionally on the web too i definitely do use both um sometimes i'll just be like chilling on the couch and be like oh you know what i've want to read a little bit and I was already using my laptop. I'll just like pop open the web. I maybe I'm already, you know, stretched out on some of my brand new furniture that I just <laughs> got. So, um, you know, I actually have a place to sit in my living room, which is really nice. Um, it was really weird to, you know, use my swanky new fireplace and build a nice roaring fire and then, uh, you know, sit down on the floor right in front of it. Cause you don't have like furniture, but, uh, I might already have like the, I've got like a nice, uh, lap, desk as well so i might be like you know sprawled out on the chair and a half with that already and just like read but yeah most of the time um it's on the phone not solely because of but oftentimes because of the fact that i do a large amount of reading at breweries so um it's not at all uncommon for me to go sit at the bar and you know just pop open a book and, and read it until I've had enough beer that I'm like, I'm, I, I should not read this anymore. I should like, you know, go look at something ephemeral like Twitter or something instead. I'm going to start losing the book here. Yeah. And I do the same thing. So I, I, uh, um, we're kind of introverts alike. And, and so I will read books at a bar like that as well. Mm-hmm. And, and then I like that staying on the Kindle platform. I like when I go home, um, I will grab one of my Kindle devices and, and you can pick up where I, where you left off. Yeah. It's all, it's all like synced up between, yeah, between the two, which is, is very, very nice. So I know we're, we're, we're going to uh, do a future episode on a, on a, on a really uh, interesting topic, maybe about a uh, surveillance state and things like that. And along those lines, you and I are both reading, uh, rereading, uh, some Cory Doctorow stuff, and and uh, I think we'd be remiss without talking about how Cory distributes his books and what a what an interesting model it is, and and what a good model it is. So, Cory Doctorow is um, he's an activist. He's he's a fellow at uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation. He um, is one of the originators of uh, Boing Boing and uh, is prolific on the uh, interwebs. But he's also a science fiction writer, and uh, while uh, I hesitate to say this uh, for you to capture it and and treat me like Brandy, but I tend not to like science. Thank you. You're welcome. I tend not to like much science fiction, but there's a handful of science fiction writers that, that I really like the style that they bring and it's not so far out there that, that, uh, that it's beyond my grasp in terms of how I like to learn and be entertained. And, uh, and so Corey's, Corey's a, a, a really good writer. He writes many public activist activism sort of things, but he, he's primarily been a science fiction writer and he has his stuff on craphound.com and uh, one of the things he does is he makes it freely available. Mm-hmm. 
So all of his books are out there, and you can download them as a Kindle file, as a PDF, as any number of, of files. So he, it's got like EPUB, Mobi, all that stuff. Yeah. He will create one or two, and then his fans will create the rest, and he will post them, and he makes them freely available. And so I'd read a few of his things, but uh, years ago when, when Little Brother came out, which I call kind of a uh, – modern day 1984, uh, I went out and, and grabbed a copy of it in that way and read a chapter or two and like, holy shit, this is good. And, and I bought the audio book mm-hmm. and then I bought two copies of little brother for the local library. And I bought a copy of, lo- of little brother for my stepson and for my nephew and I literally have probably bought 10 copies of mm-hmm. Little Brother and given them away. I regularly order a copy and give it away, and all because he gave me the book for free. Mm-hmm. I downloaded it and put it on my Kindle, and I was like, holy shit, this is good stuff. And and so some of his science fiction that's that's not in that same vein I will do that, and then I'll end up buying it either either if he makes an audio mm-hmm. book available, or if if uh, if it's a dead tree book. Um, he he's anti DRM, so he doesn't really have a lot on on Kindle or or any of the right, DRM platforms. Right. Yeah, uh, he's actually even written a whole book about uh, the how the data wants to be free. Mm-hmm. So um, um, so I think that's an interesting distribution methodology and it kind of plays in, I, I can read his stuff on my iPhone, my iPad, my Google device mm-hmm. or my, my, uh, Kindle device. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's really interesting, um, that, uh, he, he kind of prefaces the books with like, Hey, I'm, I'm releasing this for free. There's no DRM. You can read it, do whatever you want with it, make copies of it, whatever. But like, you know, I'm doing this on the trust that like, if, if you think this is good, then like you will find some way to like buy a copy of it. And he even says like, I understand that, you know, you're reading it right now for free. Like you don't need to go buy yourself a copy of it, but he has all kinds of links and tools and that sort of thing that he'll share in that preface saying like, here's where you can go to like find your local library or here's where you can go to find like your local schools, like different places that you could buy copies for and donate that way. So um, he kind of helps you along that path too. If you're like, well, I'd like to do that, but like I don't need to buy a copy just for me. Um, He kind of, you know, facilitates that, which is super cool. Absolutely. And in fact, I got you, you or, or you and Brandy to read Little Brother, and you tweeted, and he replied to your tweet. Yeah, so um, you actually, I remember it was um, it was right after your role at our previous job expanded, and you were suddenly like over my team, uh, and you had like a cool sort of like one-on-one sit-down with everybody, kind of get the lay of the land, that sort of thing. And um, basically our one hour sit down amounted to like one of these podcast episodes. We just kind of shoot the bowl. But um, you had mentioned at that time, like, hey, you should read this book, Little Brother. You'd really like it. It's like right up your alley. And uh, I'd like never got around to it. And then Brandy and I finally both read it. Uh, We actually recorded a podcast episode on it. You did. Yeah. Which is super cool. 
And uh, while I, when I started reading the book, uh, I had made a tweet saying like, hey, I finally started reading this. Like no one tell Craft Brew Geek that like, you know, I waited a year and a half before I did it or whatnot. And yet he, uh, he retweeted me and then uh, actually replied as well. And he's like, oh, I really hope you like it. So it was, uh, it was super cool. And also that Twitter account's not like overly popular mine. So it was great to look at the analytics and the impressions on like, like per month would be like, you know, a thousand, two thousand, thirty thousand, and then like back down again. So it's kind of funny. But no, he's eating like a pretty, pretty chill dude. So. so I've actually met him a couple of times, gone to some of his uh, book signings where he'll talk about his books and read and things. And, uh, but, but on top of that, uh, also a couple of times I've emailed him directly and said, Hey, really enjoyed this or really enjoyed that. And, uh, he always writes back and he always writes back quickly. And he's actually a, uh, pretty successful dude. So, so, I mean, he makes good money doing what he does. He stays busy with his activism. And I, I think that's uh, unique and interesting and, uh, nice that somebody in in his orbit talks to us normal people yeah and you know that's not like a small undertaking for him to go through that mailbox and actually like read whatever's in there and then actually take the time to respond that that's got to be like a pretty big thing absolutely absolutely and and uh, i have uh probably six or seven things in my watch later on youtube right now of of talks that he's done if if uh, if Chris, if you've never uh, seen anything from him, you should uh, you should go ahead and search Corey Doctorow on on YouTube and watch two or three things. They're fantastic. He's had a couple of them where he and uh, Edward uh, Snowden uh, kind of tag team issues, and and so uh, they they are also the same shade of difference in many yeah, ways. Yeah. And uh, and they bring out. They feed off of one another, one another very well, and and bring out really interesting points that I think individually you you might not have heard. And I I would also add that uh, for both Little Brother, uh, which I read, I don't know, like eight or nine months ago for that podcast episode, and then Homeland, which I am now currently reading for an upcoming episode we're planning out, um, that are focused sort of on like digital rights, privacy, that sort of thing um, would be great for Chris because we kind of freaked him out at lunch the other day about, you know, everybody scraping your data and VPNs and private email and that sort of thing, which um, not to toot my own horn, I also have another podcast episode all about, you know, privacy and VPNs and that sort of thing. But uh, um, it, it's, a, it's a good read for that too, to kind of like open your eyes even more if you John's want to freak out. And, and if you like it, maybe your oldest son is ready for it too. So, so it's actually an adolescent book. It's so considered like young adult, young yeah. young adult, little late, brother, late teen. Yep. Yeah, yep. it is. So, so uh, uh, I gave it to my nephew and my stepson when they were both twelve or thirteen. All right. Good to know. Yeah, and so, it's, you can go download it for free. Good stuff. Absolutely. He just got an iPhone, so this will be a good oh, reading platform for him. Just got an iPhone. Sweet. I know. 10 years old. It's crazy. It's wild. Crazy. So um, I know you don't listen to books a lot, 
but by a lot, you mean ever, ever. Yeah. I almost universally listen to books. If, if there's an audible or other type, um, book format like that available. Most of my stuff does come from audible, but I do get it from other sources and, and there's a number of things you can source from your local library Mm -hmm. as well to, to get those. But I'm almost exclusively for years and years, uh, have, have been an audible customer. And in fact, I I put in the, um, the show notes, uh, about the, uh, audible, I put the wiki, uh, um, article in there about audible.com because uh, an interesting fun fact. So, so audible started back in uh, 1995. Oh, okay. I didn't know they were that old. I've been a member since 1995. <laughs> so they literally were, were out briefly and I saw them at a tech show and said, hey, I signed up for your service as soon as it came out. And they're like, we just came out. We only have like 100 customers. And I'm like. I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm one of them. And, and so they had a, their own uh, digital audio player. And, and so I used that. And then there was another early whose name escapes me. I can't remember a little piece of hardware that played books. That was really awful. Kind of, kind of like texting from an old flip phone and used that for a while. And then this thing came out that revolutionized audio books for me, the iPod. Ah, yeah, I could see that. So that was that was the entry level drug for me into the Apple ecosystem. So I was one of those people that uh, ran convoluted software on my Windows uh, device so that I could connect to a FireWire iPod that had an intermediate connector in the middle to to change that and. Uh, was just a hilarious thinking back it's just hilarious how how awful that scenario was because I actually didn't become an Apple fanboy for uh, probably another uh, 10 years or so oh wow so you you went through that kind of jankiness for like a decade before I did. You were like ah. and, and I kept upgrading the iPods as uh, so the first iPod actually had spinning hard drives in them and I remember mm-hmm. uh, replacing mm-hmm. it with a bigger one because I wanted more music and more books. Yeah, I remember this. You could like feel it. Uh, you would like, uh, you know, go pick something else. You could like actually feel it like vibrate a little bit while it like spun up. Yeah. So great for the battery life too. So I've been a member since 95. I get two books a month. I'm on the same plan that I had back in 1995. They don't offer the plan anymore. Several times they tried to nudge slash force me <laughs> into a higher cost, lower deliverable plan. And at some point, they quit doing that. They are now owned by Amazon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, um, but I've got two books a month for all those years. And then I also have always had the option of either getting the New York Times or either the Wall Street Journal or the Washington Post. 
I end up not doing either of those uh, because for so many years it was computer generated. It wasn't a reader and it was awful. So it showed up in the morning and you could listen to the morning newspaper, but it was very painful. Yeah. That, that would be pretty weird. So, um, so I literally have been getting two month, two, two books a month since 1995. And, uh, Jenny and I kind of jockey for, is she going to get any of the books this month or am I going to take all the books? <laughs> oh, you got to fight month? over them. I and, think. and so, uh, so she initially hated listening to books and said, that's the dumbest thing she'd ever heard of. And now she is hooked. So when I come in at night, her, her, uh, hair covers her ears and I'll start talking to her and she won't be, uh, she won't turn around or anything. And it's because she's got, her AirPods or some other device in and she's listening to a book as she is taking care of things around the house or taking care of Pearl or, or, or any of those things. And so, um, uh, I'm a huge fan. A lot of people have trouble getting, they, they feel like they need to read with their eyes instead of their ears. And, and I find I like to do both. Does yeah, anyone that- remember the uh, book on tape? program from Cracker Barrel? Um, I, I did the book on tape stuff uh, as well uh, back in the day. I had a 12-hour drive between home and college, and that's how I'd fill it, Cracker yep, Barrel. Absolutely. I actually used to uh, record books. Really? So the uh, Kentucky Department of Libraries has a program for the blind, and when I worked at the State Data Center, I spent my lunch hours as often as I could. I signed up. And and so the books on tape and the Audible, they only did the important stuff or the popular stuff. They didn't go very deep in a back library. And, and so what the Kentucky Department of Library and Archives wanted was they wanted Kentucky-based books to be read so that the blind people could, could, uh, could have those sorts of, uh, uh, books available to them. And then those were books on tape. So they would check those out of the library mm-hmm. and they would be, uh, somebody would pick them up or they would be sent to uh, a patron and, uh, um, they would, uh, they would do that. Would you read the whole book or just like chapters? Like- whole, whole book. They want the same voice for the whole book. Mm-hmm. So there was, uh, I can't remember the, the name of, of the book, but it was about um, uh, the, the college basketball uh, scandal and all of the programs that were cheating. Um, gee, I wish I could remember the name because the University of Kentucky played heavily in it but anyway so there was a uh, there was a segment about the uh, the Dwayne Casey and the ten thousand dollars in the envelope that went to Sean Kemp and and they kind of went into some uh, Kentucky basketball history as well and and so you had a producer so you had somebody sitting on the other side of the screen that when you like we're mispronouncing a word or we might say a cuss word, they'd back you up and, you know, it was a clean recording. It wasn't like this cool podcast. 
And, and so, um, did you so, drink during it? I didn't. Drink. No, no. And so, um, so she would back up and it was a really cool process for, for not, for it being that many years ago and technology not being great. Mm-hmm. She could back up a word or two and we could start at that word or two. We didn't have to start at the beginning oh, of a sentence. Oh, that's cool. And so, um, hopefully you're, you're trying to search for that. Trying to find the book. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, it was written by a guy that I believe worked for, uh, sports illustrated and he's, he is a, uh, uh, was a popular investigative reporter. But there was a segment in the book that I could not um, get past without uh, losing it. And um, they were making fun of the University of Kentucky and uh, essentially Joby Hall. And, and so um, the... The segment was like, oh, there's a joke that goes around Lexington, Kentucky. Did you hear Central Bank got robbed the other day? Oh, no. What happened? Joe Hall wouldn't let the guards shoot. <laughs> and, and, and that was kind of his deal. Joe Hall's team had all these big men, and the guards weren't allowed to shoot. And if they, if they were out there way, way away from the basket and shot, then Joe would, like, yank them out of the game. So... Um, and it took me like forever to get past that. And she was just looking at me. I mean, I was crying. I was laughing so hard. And then I had to walk her through it afterwards about how this was so funny because Joe wouldn't let the guards when he was coaching a UK shoot the ball and, and all this. And she like smiled and said, oh, that's, that's cute. <laughs> Not a fan of the sports ball. So, so I, I wonder if those ever got like – digitized and like your your narrated books are still out there somewhere they'd be awesome i I feel like they probably are because they had a lot of volunteers yeah and i feel like the way they were capturing them they could probably convert those off of the tape um they they had a uh, um a real real system that they were recording onto i believe at Mm -hmm. that time and then they were converting those to cassettes so they had some sort of production process sure. to, to do that. And, and they licensed a little bit. So, you know, they couldn't just make 20 copies mm-hmm. of every book mm-hmm. uh, on a cassette, but, uh, but yeah. And, and there were, um, there were people coming in all the time as volunteers just to record That's Kentucky centric cool. books. It yeah. was a really cool, pro- and I believe it still exists. I was gonna say, I'll have to, uh, I'd, I'd like to look this up and see if I can find like a, a book narrated by the one and only craft brew geek. That would be pretty awesome. It yeah. sounds, it sounds yeah. like radio eye, which is another service, but which reads periodicals dailies, um, on the radio to people who cannot, who are blind. Similar, similar. And, and actually in, in the show notes, I have one that we may get to today that, that does, uh, newspapers and magazines as well. So, so, you you listen to exactly zero books and yeah, I, I never never do audiobooks. Personally. A lot of books. Yeah. In, in fact, so Google Play, if they have a sale, sometimes if Jenny's taken the two Audible credits for this month, uh, and there's a sale on Google Play books, I will get an audio book from there instead of Audible and listen to that. Uh, once again, because of the dumpster fire, it is I'm almost never get 
Uh, the Apple fanboy almost never gets his media from Apple in that manner. Well, it is funny uh, when, because it, it, it was relatively recent that Google started selling audiobooks through there. Uh, maybe a year or two ago, they started doing that. And they gave me a credit for a free audiobook uh, right when they started selling audiobooks. And I never bothered to redeem it. I was just like, I, I hard pass. Don't, don't want it. Can only read with my eyeballs. Um, I don't and, know why. And, and some people are, are, are wired that way. I get, I get that. I, I think early on, um, it just worked for me. Yeah. It did not work for Jenny early on, and she turned her nose up at it, and now um, she does. I, I can't get her to listen to podcasts, but she listens to books, and I'm like, you know, podcast is just a book. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So we cuss a little more in podcasts, depending yeah. on what podcast you that, that, Right, right. Not every podcast. Says, what book you're reading. That's Absolutely. true, too. True. Yeah. 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 yeah, if you're listening to a uh, audio book by Kevin Smith, it probably there's probably more cuss words in there than than we do than we use. Probably more cuss words than we know. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Plus, like, there's you know, for some things, there's not really there's not really like a good way to write it out and convey the feeling, right? The same as hearing it. Stuff like do 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 do. Like, how do you write that down? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you, know, you just gotta you gotta listen. It's better to hear that for sure. Exactly. So. I don't even know how to spell do to do to do 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 do. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. No. No. So, so do you do you read uh, what about magazines? Do you read any magazines? Uh no. I, I guess kinda. Um, I I do read Wired, um, but so, how, how do you read Wired? Uh, I read it through the internet because uh, they actually did. I'm still on a subscription from last year sometime actually need to go look and see when that expires make sure i like renew it because all my info is different now but um basically it was like it was like ten dollars for a year's subscription it was like a special they were running uh which i jumped on and it was ten dollars for a year regardless of whether or not you said i want access through the web only or i want access to the web and i want the physical magazine every month it's ten dollars either way and I said web only because I'm like, I'm just going to end up like the, the magazine's going to be just wasteful, right? Like transporting it to me and then I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to throw it out and then that's going to sit in a landfill or something. So um, I did it through the web only. And, and I have subscribed to Wired since their beginning and I did what you were doing for a long time when they, mm-hmm. when they offered that. So so I get I get my magazines well, you get your magazines through Apple News Plus that you still haven't canceled yet. I think you mentioned in the last two episodes about how you needed to cancel it, and then you've missed it. I have, and and, <laughs> and, and just so you know, John, um, if you look carefully, Chris, what do you see for the 23rd tomorrow? What does that say? Cancel Apple News. <laughs> So, so it actually is on my calendar to to cancel tomorrow. So, so let's back into that conversation a little bit. So, so I started. Um, magazines have kind of been all over the place. Some magazines rolled out apps. Uh, those apps varied with gracefulness along the way, and and so 
at some point some services came out and, and I tried a couple of them. And then I kind of started really getting into one called Xenio. And Xenio, I would, uh, they would run specials all the time. So I would get my wired there and get mm-hmm. a handful of other things there. And they were um, mostly PDFs. Um, they, they worked pretty well. Um, they worked really good on an iPad, not so good on a computer screen, harder to read on that. And, uh, and then some of them even got, became interactive and then Xenio quit having deals and kind of got expensive. And then this company texture came out and what texture did is they came out with a, all you can eat for about 10 bucks a month. And that was in the early days of subscription models. And, uh, and they had most of the same magazines, although Xenio still has a better back catalog and has some interesting stuff overseas. So like I like stand up paddleboard stuff and there happens to be some magazines from Australia and some other places that are kind of cool. And so I will occasionally buy uh, those and and so I got texture and and I lost some stuff, but it was worth the ten dollars a month. And then lo and behold, one day, Apple bought texture. Oh. And then shortly thereafter, they closed texture. And they this, and they this turned the genesis of Apple News. They turned texture into Apple News. <laughs> so texture was a really cool service. Not as cool as Xenio, but more cost-effective. Right. And some of the magazine content got a little more interactive, so mm-hmm. not just a PDF. Right. So, so like, what in, in that regard, like, in some cases, if there was an ad or uh, a reference in a magazine, you could actually, it would link out to your browser. Okay. And, and so that was nice to have that versus just a static PDF sort of thing. Right. And uh, and so they've turned that texture, that good app, into Apple News Plus <laughs> that uh, I've logged into every night when I go to bed for the past so many nights. And... Um, it's graceless. It, it, it is. Uh, it's terrifically unintuitive. Each magazine is formatted in a different way, and and then the basic news content. So one of the things that I thought was good is is you know we have the paywall, and I know Chris at lunch was talking about a paywall with like maybe the Wall Street Journal or somebody. So the Wall Street Journal I get as part of my News Plus feed. And so there are articles that you link to in the latest news, breaking news, financial news, whatever category you're looking in. Holy crap, it renders poorly. I was looking at uh, Variety magazine last night. I clicked on a, a link in the News Plus app and just a painful experience, so much so that I'm like, I don't know where to click to next. Oh no! So, so how do you, how do you make how, it that unintuitive? How, how do I finish the article? I, I wanted to read about these things, and I'm like, I, I just I filed bankruptcy and said, no, I don't care that. Much. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, so absolutely, and 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 by the way, the the heads up on my calendar for tomorrow, 
if I, if I don't do it when the alert comes up, I actually still have a couple more days. So, so that was a preemptive. So you're, you're, you're purposefully burning a couple days because they have like a really dumb subscription model. They have a pred- sure that you do it. They have a predatory uh, subscription model, which is you've paid for the month, but whenever you cancel, it goes away. So if you paid for the month and say, well, at the end of the month, I'm not going to want this. So I'll cancel now, which is what most people allow you to do. Yeah. And you'd still get your content that you paid for already mm-hmm. through the end of the month. And they just cut your ass off. It seems pretty petty. It does. It does. For a trillion dollar company. Yeah, they're not making enough money. It's it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's my understanding that that actually they're making so much money on it and they're not paying the other people that the companies are, you know, the the content providers are pretty upset because Apple's sure. taking the biggest cut of it. Yeah, they're they're making peanuts. Cuz it's a it's $9. It's it's $10 a month. It's mm-hmm. 9.99 a month, 9 a month subscription and uh, um that's that's decent. That's decent money when when that's, it comes in larger groups. Well, yeah, and you're it, not just subscribing to Apple News. I mean, you're also subscribing to maybe local news, like a local newspaper. I don't. I should. I feel bad. I don't. But I really enjoy the coverage that you yep. know, like a local paper gives me. But yeah, yep. it gets expensive. Those subscriptions add up. We're gonna have a, a, an episode just on, on subscriptions. If you want to come back and join uh, us for that, invite yeah. me. I'll come back. But but uh, I mean, if you think about it, that ten dollars that you're paying that's three draft beers at gypsies on thursdays i'm just saying it is that's you know i I tend to think of things in terms of like how much beer can i acquire and and i can tell you every beer i've had at gypsies has been been less frustrating (laughs) than any time i've opened apple news plus so so i I think the value proposition there is in in favor of gypsies yeah my forever bar that's it's it's a good place. It's a good bar. So, uh, <laughs> one one other one I, I passed over that that gets an honorable mention. I'm not currently a subscriber. I might be a subscriber. I've actually had correspondence with the CEO, which I thought was kind of cool. But it's Odd M, so it's it's like Audible A U D M, and it's actually long form magazine articles. So they license those. And real people read those with emphasis and they have wired articles and they have vanity uh-huh. fair articles and they have, uh, uh, newspaper articles and it's updated daily. It's not the whole magazine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's the articles that they somehow choose. And I joined them when they first, um, uh, came into being and I think I subscribed for around three months. It's six ninety five a month or it was six ninety five a month. I'm guessing it's still probably that. And I really liked it. But John, it, it's that it's that thing we had when we talked about having a subscription episode is that value proposition and and was I listening to it a month with all the Kindle content, right. the audible content. Etc. There's only so many hours in the day that you can spend interacting with that sort of content. Yeah. So you, once you hit so many subscriptions, you're like, I can't, I can't possibly get value out of all these. Yeah. Now, in fairness, what I could do is cancel Apple News Plus, <laughs> buy Odd M, and I'd still have enough for a beer at Gypsies. Y- you could, you could. And honestly, I just, I just pulled up the Odd M website, and uh, yeah, they've got some. 
some good it's it's interesting so it's you you pay them a flat fee and then on the back end they're licensing articles from like these different sources you're yes. not paying for the sources so it's no. pretty cool because they've got some i mean they've got the new yorker wired ProPublica, some solid sources that they're pulling from I, so i liked a lot of the content um when i was subscribing they they had a refresh rate problem in terms of I kind of got through all the stuff that I wanted to listen to and I was waiting for new stuff. And, and so it was interesting. They sent out a survey and I wrote verbosely back in the survey. Cause I feel like if you can help companies, so I wasn't slamming them, if you can help companies. And so actually the CEO wrote me and he, and it, he started, yes, I really am the CEO and I appreciate the time you took uh, giving us feedback on this and blah, blah, blah. And he said, uh, since you were a member, we've added some stuff. Uh, would you be interested if I gave you another 30 days just to try it? And he said, I don't need your credit card or anything like that. It's just going to expire at the end of the 30 days. You're not going to hear back from me, blah, blah, blah. Just try it again. And so I, I used it for 30 days. Once again, there still wasn't it wasn't refreshed enough for me to want to spend $7 a month on top of audible on top of the stuff I was buying from Kindle and, and all the other things uh, on a, on a fairly regular basis. And just the fact that uh, podcasts are free and I listen to podcasts to and from work every day. It, uh, it, it was nice to have those, those shorter firm, mm-hmm long form, but, but kind of shorter than books sort of articles. Um, so I, I may, when I cancel the, uh, Apple product, uh, I may try it again. That's cool. No, that's, that's, that's neat. I, I personally had not heard of that one. That's an interesting idea to, you kind of get a good mix without having to, cause I, I would imagine it would be, I, I, some of them, like, obviously I mentioned wired earlier, you know, I got a gear for, for $10, um, but some of them, you know, to actually access that content, like to subscribe to each of those is going to be like, it's a decent chunk of money to, to do that. So, um, it, it would be interesting to have some insight into like how they select the articles. If it's just like length or what kind of fits into their format better or what, but yeah, it's an interesting idea like that. Yeah. And, um, um, the narrators were really good too. So, so that's, that's key in the audio books. I know you don't listen to them, but, mm-hmm. but there've been some books that are good books, but they've had crappy narrators. And so I have, I have bought it through audible and then gone back and bought a Kindle book and read it because right. the narrator was so bad. Yeah. I've, I've definitely heard, uh, I've, I've got many friends who are, uh, big into audiobooks, and yeah, I've heard them voice the same complaint. Like, I really wanted to listen to this book, but like, I cannot stand the narrator that they chose for that one. So I had to. I'm gonna have to actually like read it with my eyeballs instead. So yeah. What What's up for you? What What haven't we talked about um, that makes sense to you? The The only other places um, that I've been getting some good uh, book content. Uh, you know, or that I reasonably often get book content is um, a couple different places. Uh, so what we've talked about so far has been basically my MO, uh, mainly with Google Books and then Kindle. Uh, like I had said, for either just like informative nonfiction, uh, you know, history, and then all different types of fiction, um, mostly stuff like no matter what it is, I'm reading it for fun more than anything else. 
Um, I also do read a lot of technical books, um, a lot of programming books, that sort of thing. And uh, I found over the years two sort of main sources for that. Uh, For programming books specifically, uh, I really enjoy Manning. Um, Basically, they publish exclusively programming books. So um, I bought a few books from there on how to program in different languages that I'll walk through. Um, Pretty cool. They, They don't do DRM on the book, which is always a plus. Uh, the one thing they do is when you buy it, um, when you place the order, it'll be like five to 10 minutes before you get the option to download it. And that's because they process together your specific download for it. Uh, and it stamps the email address of your account inside the book. Um, so that if you were to be a scumbag and be like, I bought this, but I'm going to you know, upload it on the internet for free, everybody who gets it, like your email address is published on it. So there's no DRM. I can get just a vanilla PDF that I can open on anything in the universe. But if I try to give it away, you know, you would, you would see that. Um, they're pretty it, cool. It's cool that they have, they have audio too. Yep. They, they've got audio and um, they also have what they call uh, the MEEP, which is the Manning Early Access Program. And so a lot of the books, like I bought a book, uh, it was on sale a few months ago, um, a book on the Rust programming language. And that book isn't finished yet. I think it's going to come out in like March is the estimated time. Um, but for books that are being written like sequentially, which makes sense for a lot of programming books, because you're going to start at like the very basics and like work your way up in complexity. So as the author, you're, you're basically going to like finish each chapter before you move on to the next one. You have like an outline of what topics you're going to cover. But when it comes to actually writing, you're going to kind of author it sequentially and uh, they will make those chapters available as they release so for example this book's going to have 15 chapters i can go read the first like 11 right now um, because they're already done which is pretty awesome um, so if i wanted to get in right away and know that like hey I, this is going to take some time to go through i'm not going to finish 11 chapters before this thing comes out anyway like i can start now and then it, it sends me an email basically every time some new content is available for that book so you know if i did it a couple months ago when it was maybe only the first nine chapters worked through those then i get an email that says hey chapter 10 is available now i can go download a fresh copy of the book um and get to it that way, which is uh, which is pretty cool. And then they do just my my one thing for Manning is absolutely under no circumstances ever pay full price for the book because uh, they just do a shit ton, actually a metric shit ton of sales. Uh, so definitely, if you're interested in a book they have and you don't, you're not dying to get it right now. You just I would like this at some point. Uh, follow their Twitter account. They tweet discount codes all the dang time so um a lot of times anytime there's like a uh a a tech conference about a particular topic they'll tweet with the hashtag for that conference and be like hey if you want like our books on these topics that the conference is about like use this code and get a discount and oftentimes those codes just work across the board they're not just for like those certain books you can plug that in and get whatever for a discounted price which is I'm going to have to follow them. I I did not until you put this in the show notes. I did not know these guys existed. And and that early access program is cool. I can't remember the context, but somebody was writing a book and they, they somehow did an early access program that I bought. And then you would get a physical book later once it was completed. And they actually had people, different people working on the chapters 
And so because you were in their early release program, you would get a PDF of that chapter. Oh, they're uh, like chapter specific PDFs. Okay. Yeah. And, and it, that was really cool. And I thought that was a cool process. So that, that sounds very cool about this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really neat. So definitely check it out. Uh, I first stumbled upon them. I don't know, a year or two ago, I was looking for a book on uh, the Go programming language and they had a pretty good one. And then since then, just kind of the way they format it and that their editors lay it all out is, is it just really jibes with me too, kind of helps with, with learning that kind of stuff. Uh, so I go for their, to them for most of my programming books for a lot of other like technical books, uh, maybe not programming specific, but more like I've got a couple on, uh, Linux administration. I got a couple on networking, that sort of thing. Uh, no starch press is my go-to. Um, it's also completely DRM free. Uh, so you never have to worry about that. They do, they don't stamp anything in the book. It's just, you buy it, you can go download a copy. Um, and, and both Manning and no starch, you get like, you know, the, the whole, the whole, like, heaping bag of different formats you can pick from. Uh, I usually just do a PDF because I'm just opening it on my computer for the most part when I'm doing like technical stuff like that. It's not the kind of book I'm going to read on my phone or something, but you could get a Mobi or EPUB or whatever and put it into your Kindle or whatever else if you wanted. Uh, but yeah, No Starch is, is really cool. Um, and I've done a lot. I've bought a lot of books over the years from No Starch. Oh, yeah. And, and they show up at all the the tech cons and stuff like they that do. as well. Yeah, they do. They're super cool. And the thing I like about them is uh, they actually partner a lot with Humble Bundle. So Humble Bundle, if you're not familiar, it started off just as like sort of a grab bag of video games. Um, so they would release a, a Humble Bundle and it would be a, around for like two weeks. And for two weeks, um, they had sort of different tiers and you could pay like a dollar to get into the lowest tier and you get like five or six games. And then if you paid like a little bit more to get into the next tier above that you would get like four or five additional games and then if you paid a little more to get into the highest tier and we're talking like highest tiers like 15 dollars, you'd get another like two or three games uh, so you would end up buying like you'd spend 15 dollars and you get like 150 dollars worth of games um which was pretty cool and then they've expanded that so there's like some software bundles now you can get like video editing software audio editing software and see i've used them for those exactly those bundles and they've added uh books as well so they do humble book bundles um and they'll often be like hey it's just a shit ton of stuff from no starch and you can go in and uh Basically, I've purchased many humble book bundles to get like one book that I really wanted. Um, and buying the bundle was way cheaper than buying like the regular book at retail. Um, so it's also a really good place to both save a little money and get like a bunch of extra books that, in my experience, have often been valuable later on down the road. You know, I just kind of save the file. And then two years later, I'm like, oh, I need to know how to do this. And whatever but oh wait i've got an ebook on that that i got in that bundle let's go back and actually read it so. yeah and that's the way the software always was for me as well yeah, there might yeah. be one or two but it was worth doing it that way exactly and then later you found a need yeah yeah so uh those are kind of my two go-to's for technical books um and like i said i just usually for those i'm just downloading pdfs um i'll throw it into dropbox the only thing that's kind of a pain in the ass doing that is i have to find some way to track like my progress in it so 
uh, being that I'm a total nerd, oftentimes I'm like on my laptop SSH'd into a server to like actually write the code that I'm working on or whatever while I go through those. So I'll usually leave a directory in there that just has like a text file with my, my current page or chapter or whatever. So that when I go back to it, I can just look at that and, and know where I have to pick up the next time. Yeah. So, um, one of our mutual friends, I, I, I just told him we were going to, going to give him a, a shout out. And so, uh, Sam, mm-hmm. who, who we work with, but, uh, we've known him for years and years before yeah, that. in a previous life. Yeah. Um, he, he regularly sends me text of, uh, beer, mm-hmm. which I send back to him. And he was just sending me a picture of some street art. He's working down in Florida. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so he sent me some cool street art. And so I took a picture and said, John and I are doing a podcast. He doesn't know you, Chris. And so, um, <laughs> he, uh, he said, uh, Oh, CUI casting under influence. <laughs> so, uh, so I told him we'd give yeah, him a shout out and, uh, we'll send him the, uh, the link to also the, uh, for the show. record, the, the only way to cast is under the influence. And, I, and I think I've, I've never done it without drinking something personally. I don't even know if you can. I think it's illegal. I think so. Yeah. I mean, all the podcasts I listen to, except maybe one or two, like the Healthy Lifestyle one yeah. or, or uh, Getting Up Before 5 a.m. podcast. Yeah. 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 Even and there's a couple of productivity podcasts I listen to that are uh, beer connoisseurs as well. There you go. I mean, I, I feel like it helps productivity personally, but maybe that's just me. Yep. I, I'm not biased or anything. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, uh, so. So we will, uh, there's Sam, there is your, uh, your Hi, Sam. Uh, call out and, uh, uh, we will, uh, when this episode gets posted, I will, uh, I'll yeah, text him, him and let him know that, uh, hopefully he enjoys, that he shows up in it. Hopefully he enjoys our, our rich content and richer voices. Well, I think he'll like the first part of every episode because we talk about beer. We do. And mostly what he and I talk about is beer. That's actually the first art he sent me. So it's usually about beer. You know, I'd be curious, uh, since we started posting these episodes, I haven't really logged in to look at the metrics too much beyond just glancing at it. I'd be curious if it's like listenership is like, just like falls off a cliff once like the beer segment's yeah. done. People are like, I don't give a shit what these idiots are talking about now. Like the beer is gone. We're exactly well, listen to the next one. <laughs> yeah, we should we should pay attention to that. So um I don't, I don't even really like beer that much. <laughs> you know, that that'll just never get old. It it won't. Yeah. Well, it won't ever get old for us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's already old for her. Yeah. I, I think so. We're I good think friends. So. Yeah. <laughs> so um I think I covered all the places uh, I wanted to talk about. I did as well. We we knocked it out. We're good. We're good at this. We're getting, we're like professionals at this. We didn't have enough beer to be a professional. That's true. That's true. Well, we, we were nice guys. We shared our beer with Chris today. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we would have had more yeah. beer. Yeah. yeah well, it, it's his, it's his, in, it, I've, it's, got, I've got the leftovers of this press start. So uh, maybe next, uh, maybe next time you join us, Chris, uh, we popped your cherry this time. So maybe next time you can uh, talk a little more. Would you like that? Yeah, yeah. you should. You should. I don't, yeah. It's your first. I'm going to have to come up with some show notes. I mean, we did, we do this just for fun, but yeah. uh, um, this is the first episode we've actually started with show notes, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. We usually, we usually back into the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, 
We, we usually would have like our own sort of high level notes, like points, bullet points we wanted to talk about, but we, we were not ever as prepared as this. So, so I just so figured really my good. role today would be like the Monica on armchair experts. I don't know what you're talking about. She just kind of jumps in, asks a question, and then you hear nothing from her for I don't even know what I show. don't even know what armchair experts is. It it's a podcast, John. Ah, a, there yeah. we go. Despite the fact that I'm involved in three podcasts, I uh, I don't I don't you don't consume. I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah and it's uh, it's a really good podcast. I don't listen to every episode, and uh, so maybe we'll have Chris back. Yeah. Maybe we can can peer pressure um, John into listening to some other people's podcast. Maybe we can have you come back and maybe we'll talk about our favorite podcast and why they are our favorite podcast. That sounds like a great topic. All right. So sounds good. I'll, I'll throw one more idea out here as well, uh, because I'm, I'm always a big fan of throwing ideas out on the show because then they're captured that way and people feel obligated to follow through with them as opposed to like me mentioning it to them off the air. You uh, mean you mean yourself? It forces you to follow through? Is that what you meant? No. You to, not not you to assign something to me. Not me or even anybody in this room. Um so next week our good friend uh, Brandy is going to be in the area. She's got a training in Cincinnati next Thursday, I believe. Um, and then I, there's a potential she's going to hang around the area on Friday, uh, maybe work from my apartment or maybe work here a little bit. I'm not sure what her plan is. Uh, but if we had some availability, maybe we could like rope her in to do an episode with us too. So look, really so have look, like a stacked deck. I, I have some travel plans, but let's talk about that and see if we can figure out my schedule and do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that we, would be cool. And we have like some options as well. If people are remote, some Bluetooth stuff on the board. So. We do. We do. Yeah. yeah. So we, we got, we got a lot of options coming up here. We're going to, we're, we're expanding the, same shade of difference uh, network here. Or I, I do think sometime soon we should record this from a brewery. We definitely do. Um, probably sooner rather than later, because I think the Between Two Routers podcast is going on the road uh, next month. So we should test that out probably beforehand, make sure everything's like copacetic. Right. Yeah. And, and if that's the case, we should probably get some uh, episodes in the can. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely, definitely do that. Yeah, I think it's it's the latter half of next month. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we can hit up one of our favorite breweries and chill. Good deal. So where where can people find you on the interwebs, John? Yeah, so I'm I'm all over the interwebs these days. Uh, the place I personally am most active on the internet would be Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am now J at JFabHD. Thanks to Mark officially branding me at work. I still get calls and emails and IMs from people addressed to JFab, which is pretty sweet. Um, and I also redid my own personal website uh, to jfabhd.com, which has a pretty badass design, if I do say so myself. It does. I really, uh, I really like what you've done. It's, it's a good scheme, yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, so my other podcast that's not the work one is uh, the Unusually Pink podcast. You search for Unusually Pink on any podcast service, it'll come up. Uh, our website is unusually.pink, pretty great domain name. Uh, the landing page there has a blog. I'll uh, I'll post some stuff too. And then 
um, unusually.pink forward slash podcast has all of our show notes. I do like a write up on every episode. So that's where I'm at. 18 or 19 episodes now? Uh, I think 18 just got posted. 19 is recorded and just hasn't been posted yet. So yeah. Uh, And that actually, if you listen to 18, it's the first one that we did here uh, and it sounded on, really on good. location. Yes. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Um, but I'm, you know, you, you, you've branded yourself for, for this recording session, even though no one can see it. So I'll ask, where can people find you on the internet as you wear your own merch? Yeah. Craft, <laughs> craft brew geek. And so, uh, uh, all across the interwebs. So if you go to craftbrewgeek.com, it'll take you someplace. Uh, most of my work shows up on Instagram, but it simultaneously posts on the Twitter and on the Facebook. Yep. And uh, working on some uh, blog material and and things like that. But uh, the Cobbler's Kids have no shoes. It's uh, it's hard to find time to to do our work and our personal stuff and, and hammer all that out. I, I know it took you forever to get your page back up and, and it's on my list of things to do. It's just not at the top of the list. Yeah. It's uh, the, the, the side hustle is uh, the side hustle takes some, some time, but um, speaking of pages, if anybody wants to see our show notes, I guess I should drop that as well. Right. Um, you can find all of that at, same shade of difference.com or if that's too cumbersome ssodpodcast.com take you to our website all the episodes all the show notes if you're listening to it somewhere that doesn't render those for whatever reason see you next time yep actually wait 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 chris where do people find you on the internet buddy um i don't have a a much of a presence man oh no okay chris do you you know what the internet is (laughs) Uh, it's a series of tubes, right? It is. Oh, he's it good. Is. He's good. You're from Alaska, aren't you? <laughs> Chris, Chris Gore, everybody. <laughs> yep. yep. Right. I, have, I have many names around here. You you do. You do. The, the list is growing. All right. Well, on that note, do, 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 do. see you all next time. Later.